I recently went past uh, a plaque in uh, Malton in Yorkshire of Edmund Burke. Um, and uh, that was one of his three constituencies he had. And um, I was reminded of his great quote that an elected parliamentary representative, like an MEP, uh, owes their voters, not just their industry, meaning energy, uh, but also their judgment. Now, I think I know what you're thinking is, if only politicians showed more judgment and expended less energy, we'd all be better off. <laughs> but, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's great to be here as uh, I'm actually speaking really more as chairman of the Freedom Association today. I've been asked to concentrate more on freedom. Uh, but obviously, every nation state, uh, is, it's very important, the, the nature of these freedoms. I mean, if you're comparing, obviously, Putin's Russia as a nation state to our own, there are some huge differences. Um, now, the Freedom Association, uh, and if you're interested, it's the tfa.net is the website, but it, it looks at 10 freedoms, and that's individual freedom, personal and family responsibility, the rule of law, uh, limited government, a free market economy, national parliamentary democracy, strong national defenses, a free press and other media, uh, and freedom of religion and belief, and of course the important one, the freedom of speech, expression and assembly. So this is what we stand for, but I do fear in the current climate all ten of those freedoms are under threat. If I start uh, with a bit more detail on those, I mean on COVID, individual freedom, we've all experienced it, not since wartime uh, curfews during the Blitz, um, has Britain suffered such a loss of personal freedom uh, and control, clearly. Um, and we've had a delicate path to tread between adherence to the rule of law and to recognize our second freedom of personal family responsibility to keep people safe. Um, and that, you know, clearly you encourage citizens to uh, avoid spreading uh, COVID, but we do draw a line over things like vaccine, uh, uh, you know, vaccine passports, um, and, and there's a number of restrictions that go too far in our view. Uh, and I think generally as conservatives here at this very important conference, we have to be on guard against the state getting too powerful and too cosy with those powers. Um, you know, the Scottish Parliament, for example, wants to keep them, uh, you know, permanently and, and, and go back to them. And also for our people to stop them being divided into first and second class citizens. That's not on. There's also been exposure to the problems with the rule of law. I think policing is in crisis. There's too much politically biased policing within our state. Uh, and many states, and you get really invidious laws, and this was touched on earlier, um, about hate speech. We actually have in Britain now a, a crime called a non-crime hate incident, um, and this allows the police to report incidents and generate a police record, uh, and, and without actually even informing those that have been caught up in this, and these actually appear in employer checks. Um, it's not actually a proper crime, and yet it's recorded as one. And I think this is really like 1984 thought crime. It's real and exists, and it's here now. And I think the whole point about culture wars, if we use that phrase, is it's designed to make us weak and vulnerable to overthrow. Um, 
we're against things like the Labour's, uh, the Labour government's Human Rights Act, which has sought to reinterpret the rights and freedoms we already enjoyed for hundreds of years, um, and which British judges wrote into the European Convention of Human Rights, but have now been twisted by successive reinterpretation. This is what's going on at EU level and British court level um, through the Human Rights Act. And judicial decisions have to take this into account. And I give you some examples. We have been unable to deport violent criminals, such as murderers and rapists, under Human Rights Act, because human rights lawyers are able to claim protection under the ECHR on family life. And even a convicted wife beater could not be deported because of their right to family life. I mean, it's absurd. We also have this problem, I wasn't going to mention France, a wonderful France, but um, of economic migrants arriving by boat, we've got tens of thousands who've now come across the channel uh, and we look after them. But the public are feeling betrayed by that, the sort of lack of borders, which has become quite an issue right across Europe. And also let's remember on the Holocaust and, and says, warns leaders they'll be cursed if they fail to act. Uh, you know, the first time I heard of a priest delivering a curse, and that doesn't help us. So, uh, if I may, and I'd apologize to the Americans here, obviously, for the Anglican Church and the state of it at the moment. Hopefully things will get better. Um, so, finally, I turn to the key, the key freedom, the key battleground at the moment, freedom of speech, expression, and assembly. You know, the First Amendment of the US Constitution. Um, we used to take this for granted. It, you know, used to say, oh, it's a free country. Uh, you know, you can say what you want, but not, not, not now. You know, it's not, a, it's not allowed. Um, and there are all these freedoms are under threat. Now, J.K. Rowling has been mentioned, um, you know, for our own Harry Potter stars that she made uh, to deny her, to cancel her, I think is despicable. And we've, we've got this Professor Kathleen Stock, who is actually from Brighton University. Now, she's a feminist and a lesbian, and she's very sympathetic to transgender people, but she's had to resign uh, after intimidations, all for just saying, mildly, that sex cannot be changed, only gender. And Lord Wilson, who's responsible for a lot of fertility treatments in the world, he, he invented a lot of it, he says the same. So, what is worrying is we have this situation where the truth is no longer sayable. And where does that lead? If we can't speak the truth and have a debate, where does that all end? So it, I think it's very, very uh, dangerous. And we're dealing with closed minds. But we have to show more resolve and fight against this. And I would touch again on woke advertising, you know, wokeness, the woke world. Companies now want to be associated with certain things. It's not about the product. And in fact, but research shows in Britain that only 9% of the public, 9%, actually think firms should speak out on important social issues. 45% think businesses should keep out of it. They, should, they shouldn't uh, get into political uh, positions. And we can't even laugh anymore. The British sense of humor has gone out, out the window because even John Cleese is saying that political correctness started as a good idea, but that society should not be centered around it. So ladies and gentlemen, um, there are other, just quickly, some other points. Save our statues, people tearing down statues. That is revolutionary zeal. Um, and it's all about trying to paint historical figures 
as racist or slave-owning. Even Winston Churchill, the National Trust, once uh, you know, has tried to shame him. Um, that's not acceptable. Critical race theory, critical theory is being used in our schools now, and that's a big issue in America. We've got academics that are 85% left-wing. Shouldn't we have a law about diversity of political opinion? They love all the other diversity. What about diversity of political opinion? More right-wingers in the university. Um, so I just want to say, just to conclude, that I think we have to recognize as conservatives, that what is going on, and not be shy about this, is a determined, premeditated, and wide-ranging revolution. And it's not an exaggeration. Our institutions being captured like a cancer invading a healthy cell. Those institutions are being hollowed out and destroyed, being destroyed one by one. If we don't even know if we're male or female, if we don't know if we should be, our society should be celebrated or, or destroyed, if we're obsessed with not offending anyone, then how can we stand up robustly to a major external threat, like the Ukrainians are standing up so brilliantly against Russia? It doesn't work. <clears throat> so, ladies and gentlemen, just to conclude, um, we as conservatives have to stand up and fight for these things uh, right across Europe, across the EU, worldwide. We have to defend these common values, um, and I believe it's a battle we can and must win. You know, and events like this do matter in that scheme. Um, we can get the truth out there, but we must never rest because freedom needs constant vigilance. Thank you.